Welcome to A Break From The Grind. I'm your host, Jason. This is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. What is up? On today's show, we have Air Freak. Aaron... 3189. Good, I'm glad Not you said 3189. it. 3189. I'm glad you said it, because I couldn't remember the numbers. I, I had to message him a few minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> we got Air Freak 3189. Aaron himself is on the show. Say hi, Aaron. What's going on, guys? Oh, I thought he was giving us the sound yeah, of treatment. I'm so like, that fucker. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we are recording on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday. We are recording late on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday because I just got it's, home from the factory. It. Whoa. Whoa. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, you I just you got did here. not get home from the factory. Listen, We're not at your place, Jason. You're I've, not moving in. I have podcasted here enough now. This is the <laughs> second home to me. No, it's the third home. What's my second home? Oh, factory. yeah, factory. <laughs> no, that's the first home. <laughs> I occasionally see the people at my house. Yes. I hear they're nice. So we're, we're recording on a on a Wednesday because of me. Uh, yesterday was my uh, my pop's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Love you. And uh, last minute, I decided, you know what? I think I'm going to go to dinner with him <laughs> instead of recording. And my wife had to take my son to a thing for scouts. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to dinner. It's, and there's nobody going to be home anyway. Where'd you go? Went to Outback. How was that? It was terrible. What'd you get? I had a grass-fed 100% beef cheeseburger with no bun. Burgers are okay there. I like them. The, with no bun sounds bad. It's, it's part of my diet. Um, I've, lost, um, I've lost almost 50 pounds doing a low-carb keto diet. Nice. Yes. So I... I, I'm sticking to it. It's it, it sounds difficult to do at first, but I've actually really grown accustomed to it. Um, but yeah, the the dinner last night, the service was just terrible. Was it? I'm not looking forward to going there on Sunday. Yeah, we're going. So Sunday is my wife's birthday, uh, and she likes Outback. So I'm getting a couple of her friends together and George, and we're going to. We're no, gonna... Notice how he said a couple of her friends and George. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we're going to dinner, and uh, yeah, she she likes Outback. I'll find something there. I'll have chicken. Alice Springs chicken sounds good to me. That's what I was going to have on Sunday. Yeah, so. Aaron, what's your uh, Outback? What's your go-to? I honestly could say that I have not been to Outback in like 20 years, so. Wow. Um, I, like, there's one by us. It's kind of out of the way. Yeah, I, that would be like my absolute last choice and probably would never pop into my head. So what's your first choice? Uh, honestly, like I'm a big kind of local guy. I like I like a lot of the local bars. Um, but I like a bar grill. That's that's my that's my business. I'll go in and just eat some wings and have a few few whiskeys, a few beers. Jason, we should get your wife to go to the Irish pub. Uh, I like the Irish pub. I'm not sure that she'd like the Irish pub. I'm trying to get her to go to the preacher bar. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, that's not happening. There's nothing there she'd eat. Like, she'd get a plain hamburger, and then you're just wasting your time at the preacher bar. <laughs> so, um... But yeah, we went last night. The service was terrible. Uh, four of the five steaks that my brother, his wife, his kids, and my mom ordered, they asked for a medium well. They came out raw. I had to send them back. It was it was just bad service all around. But here's the thing. You shouldn't be ordering steaks if you're going to get a medium well. Well, two of the people are kids. That's my mom. She's old. My brother likes his medium well. Do your do your kids? Do the kids put ketchup on them? They do. Well, I look. It's Outback steak, so I guess it's well, fine. Yeah, I mean they're like little kids. 
One is seven and one is nine. Teach I mean, those kids right. Look, I like ketchup on almost everything, but I wouldn't dare put it on a steak. Uh, teach their own, I guess. Yeah, I live in the Midwest. My kids would not live with me anymore if they put ketchup on a steak. <laughs> How about if they had it like, Just... what if they had like the best steaks ever and they cooked them well done and then had ketchup on them? How would that go? They'd be living with you guys down there. (laughs) Or they could live in the White House. One or the other. That's how he does it. Listen, to each their own. I mean, (laughs) you you ordered the food the way you like it. Well, listen, that's how... Regardless of public opinion. That's how uh, New Yorkers do, though, because they put steak... They put ketchup on everything. And my brother and his family are from New York. Oh, well. So... How is your brother from New York? He moved up to New York... And so he's not from New York. No, he's from Massachusetts. Okay, like he's me. not from New York. He's, he, lived, he lives in New York or has No, lived. he lives down here, but right. he lived in New York for like God, maybe twelve years. Yeah, I don't care. That So he, he's he's a northerner. Yeah, but his wife lived in New York her whole life until she moved down here. People in Boston don't put ketchup on stuff. It's just a New York thing. No, that's not true. I mean look, ketchup on fries, don't get me wrong, everybody puts ketchup on fries. But I'm talking like like in New York, you put ketchup on almost everything. So I, I'm actually shying away from ketchup on a burger. Really? Yep. It's a lot of sugar. It is. That's why I'm shying away from it. Um, but it's pretty good. They're delicious. Nah. I prefer mustard, mustard and mayo. That's that's my go-to mustard and mayo. No, listen, I like fancy sauce, which is ketchup and mayo mixed. I'm not fancy. Ooh, fancy. That's fancy sauce and. And that's the best way to eat pretty much anything. Ketchup and must- and mayo mixed. No. Dip fries, your balls, whatever. <laughs> just just dunk into the fancy sauce. And who doesn't want fancy balls? Why are my dogs barking? I don't know. Let me go check. You guys keep this going. This oh, is this, this is this entertaining is... stuff. This is invigorating. Yeah. I'm invigorated. Uh so Aaron, what's been new with you since the last time we talked? Anything good? Uh, not a lot, man. Just same old, same old. I'm, I'm your pretty mundane, boring 30-something with kids who have stuff to do. I was playing Dance Dad tonight, so, you know, that kind of enjoyable lifestyle that you, uh, you get from me. Well, good. Glad to have you back on. Thanks for coming. This is, oh, no, I'm kidding. I would be funny if, like, by the time George got back, we were done with the interview and, <laughs> and, uh, and just was, like, wrapping it up. And, like, George, you missed the greatest thing story ever. Listen to it when you're on the show, <laughs> when I put the show out. Um, no, I honestly, it's I work 55, 60 hours a week and then, you know, have two kids. So I, I get it. Like, like, I think if it wasn't for the show, I wouldn't do nearly as much out because I like to talk about stuff. So I have to go do something to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Like, I, I probably you. would just uh, stay home. Yeah. It's a really boring time of year in St. Louis where, like, it's not warm enough to go outside yet, but it's also not snowing or anything anymore, so it's just kind of fucking cold and rainy all the time, and it's just awful, so it's been kind of a kind of a couple, you know, I'm ready to get the hell outside and go do crap in the yard. And so what's, what's the fun stuff that you do in St. Louis, though? Like, what... So when when it is fun time of the year, what, what in St. Louis do you guys do? Watch a Rams game? Yeah, I was just at the, actually, so we went to the Dome uh, for Monster Trucks, and they had a customized your Rams jersey booth, and it was like the saddest thing in the world, I just wanted to like cry um, right there, but I don't know, if it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking city, it's, you know, baseball's huge in the summertime, so, and everywhere downtown around, 
the stadium for any kind of games is, is good. Um, like every game in St. Louis is basically sold out. So you can go on on Wednesday at noon, um, bring the kids or whatever, and they, I mean, it's just packed. So it's always a good time, but there's, we have a huge zoo and there's tons of shit for the kids to do. Um, but I mean, just personally, like, I enjoy the, like, working in the yard and uh, barbecuing and stuff like that. Yeah, you are a dad. Like, because I remember when <laughs> oh, my, yeah, now, dude, listen, I'm... listen, I'm a dad too, don't get me wrong, but like, you know what will never come out of my mouth? Hey, what do you want to do today? I want to go work out in the yard. I enjoy that. <laughs> that shit will never happen. I swear to God, it I will do. never I'm... happen. Like Will Ferrell's line of, it's going to be an exciting Saturday, we're going to go to the Home Depot, like, that's me. Like, I'm excited. I'm like, fucking right, let's go to Home Depot. Listen, so shopping trips there. shopping trips out where I'm improving something inside the house, I'm 100% down. Like, sign me up for that. I'm pulling weeds in the yard. Like, <laughs> so my dad, I remember, like, ever since I was a kid, my dad just kind of hanging out on his side in the grass, pulling the weeds out of a section of the the yard by hand. That shit is not me at all. Yeah. My, my wife does I'm, that. I'm not that crazy. Yeah, my so I just replaced the faucet on my sink. Yeah, I saw I saw that on Facebook. And that was a fucking two day project. Oh well, so <laughs> literally, so my wife, we had a uh, the hose that goes up into the faucet. So when you pull it out, the thing and it extends, and you can wash one out. That had a crack in it. So instead of just replacing the line itself, which would have been super simple, my wife wanted a new faucet. So as I, I went. We went to Home Depot, we fought, bought a new faucet, and I told her, okay, this weekend, I'll change the faucet. Because we had to keep a bucket underneath the sink to keep the water dripping in. Every night, I'd have to empty it because it'd be just about full. So, Saturday night at about 9 o'clock, I decided, all right, I'm going to go ahead and change the faucet. So, I go out, and I start to un- disconnect things and clear out everything that's underneath the sink and all that. And it And it hit me. I'm too fucking big to be underneath this goddamn sink. There is no room to move anywhere. <laughs> and trying to get my arm up the back part of the sink, I, there was a little rusted, I want to call it a clamp or a nut or whatever you want to call it. This fucking thing was rusted on there. I could not, for the life of me, get it out. It's because I had to unscrew that. And then once you unscrew it, you, the top of the sink just pops right out. So I called my brother and I'm like, hey how do I get this out? And I, I was FaceTiming him and he goes, well, you might have to take the sink out. So, so I go from changing the faucet to now I'm removing the sink from the, from the countertop. So I'm trying to unscrew these little tiny fucking clamps with a, with a screwdriver. That's way too small because I can't find the one that my son's probably got in his room someplace. Cause heaven forbid he put a fucking tool back where it goes. So I'm, I'm using like a little pocket knife to try to unscrew these clamps, and it worked. I got them out eventually, popped the sink out, and I still can't get that fucking nut off. So I, I ended up calling him back, and I'm like, hey, uh, I FaceTimed him again, and I'm like, hey, this is what I got going on. I can't get this fucking nut off. It won't come off. He goes, well, you're going to have to bring it over to me. I'm going to have to grind it off because I, I don't have a grinder. So I go over to his house Sunday morning while my wife brings my my daughter to Sunday school. I go over to his house and he starts using the grinder to cut part of the the rusted nut off. So he cuts off two sides of it where these bolts were and we still can't get this fucking nut off. He ends up having to take a grinder 
and cut through the top part of the uh the plastic around the where the faucet's at. He cuts through that and he cuts through the copper lines that were inside of it, and then I knock it out the bottom. <laughs> it was a fucking pain in the ass. Now you know what I you know what I notice is every time I do a project, it ends up being like it ends up being like five or six different trips to Home Depot. So I only made the one trip oh, yeah. to Home Depot. Uh, no, so for me, it's always it always is like I'll think I get everything I need, and then I get home and I realize that the hose that is coming out of the sink doesn't match the hose that's coming out of the, and I need an adapter piece. Yep, I had that problem. And I go with the hose to Home Depot and I screw it in and I go, okay, it fits. So I grab a bag of them and I get home. And then the fucking thread on the one in the bag is all jacked up. So I spend 20 minutes trying to figure why the fuck my, like I get it all, I put the tape on it, you know, I put, I get the freaking plumbing tape and I put it on there and I tighten it all down and I turn the water back on and then there's a leak and I'm like, what the, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Drip, drip, So then I grab the other one out of the bag. Dude, I, uh, when we changed our faucet the last time, literally went back to Home Depot five times. You know what it ended up being? The fucking faucet I bought, those fittings were mis, uh, misthreaded. So I don't feel bad for you no. for having to go to Home Depot. Because for you to go to Home Depot, it's like a freaking five-minute drive. Right, but... It's just right across the street, essentially. If I have to go to Home Depot, it's a 25-minute drive there. It's a 25-minute drive back. Well, so keep in mind, I, like I said, I had to go five times till we figured out it was actually the faucet, the faulty, a faulty faucet... That was causing my issue, like the lines coming out of the faucet. Uh, but keep in mind that spread over like yours, like two days. Yeah. And the the shutoff under our sink previously, before we redid our kitchen, the shutoff didn't work. Oh fuck that! I'm not changing shit if that shutoff don't work. So I had to shut the whole fucking house off in order to get the water to the sink off. So every time I so not only am so not only do I have to go to Home Depot five times, I also have to fucking go outside every time to turn the water back on just to check to see if it's still fucking dripping. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. At what point does he call a fucking plumber? I didn't. I, I, <laughs> dude, you go to Home Depot five times, you're fucking involved, and you're in it, and you've... <laughs> nope. You're calling a... Listen, at this point, I'm calling somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Didn't do it. And honestly, it ended up... Like I said, we went and replaced... I ended up replacing the, the faucet. Got that faucet home. Took me three minutes to hook the shit up. Turned on the water. No fucking drips. I spent a day and a half fucking working on this thing. It could have taken me 15 minutes. By the time I was done, though, I felt like I was an expert, <laughs> and I was offering to change the neighbor's shit up. I'm like, all right, five trips to Home Depot, and I should have your shit all straightened away. Uh, Aaron, I, what- I kind of agree. I, it's a lot of trips. Like, if you take one trip to Home Depot, like, you're kind of a crazy person. Like, if you can remember all that, like, I'm like, again, it's five minutes from my house, but it's it's a trip there, trip back. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot something. I need something else. Go back. Go so, so here. I, I oh, only, man, this size didn't fit right. Oh. I, see, I only make one trip, but what I do before I leave is I'll call my dad or I'll call my brother, and they both flip houses for a living, and they, they remodel inside the homes and businesses and all that for a living. So if I'm doing a project, I will, I'll, I'll make it a point to call them and say, hey, this is what I'm planning on doing. 
what do I need? And this way I get a little, little bit of expert opinion on what I need. This way I'm making that one trip. Cause like I said, I'm not driving 25 minutes there, 25 minutes back because I forgot a, a washer or a screw or something like that. Oh, and then at some point, yeah, that you, might change my mind. at some point, like at the fourth time, right before you're about to go back out for the fifth time, actually, you know, when it usually is, is the night before you just got done at Home Depot and they were closing their doors and you get home and you realize that the shit you just bought either didn't work or isn't what they said it was. And you get home and you're like that, you know, they're closed. At that point, you start going through all the bullshit that you bought in projects past from the last five, ten trips, <laughs> seeing if there's fucking. I have I have an extra ceiling here somewhere. Yeah, I know I do. Exactly right. And you know what? I end up buying that plumber's tape like over and over and over again because I always go. You know what? I I didn't check when I left the house, so like I know I've got probably four rolls somewhere, but I don't know if I can find it when I need it. So. I'm just, getting another one. They're two ninety nine. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm just exactly. buying it. I'm not coming back a sixth time because I can't find the fucking two ninety nine Blummer's tape. I'll tell you that. And I, I, I'm bad. I have a split. Have you ever done? I went to Home Depot so many times that I didn't want to see those people anymore. So then I would go to Lowe's. So I don't feel bad. <laughs> well, so, so now so, Lowe's is twenty minutes away. So, so is it the fact that you don't want to go to Home Depot again because you've been there so many times, or is it the fact you don't want to go there because they know you've been here so many times for the same project? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that walk of shame. Like, God damn it, I'm back again. <laughs> I need the same thing I walked three minutes ago, but a different size. It, it, it's bad when you're there and you go to the same person. Like, weren't you just here? Well, see, I think I think the people at Home Depot are, like, accustomed to that, though. Cause, like, oh, I'm I, sure they are. It's a universal experience. Everybody forgets I, shit. I'm sure it is, but I don't want to be that person when they ask, weren't you just here? <laughs> you know what I find at Home Depot? This is this is what I find too. So you, there's people that'll help you. You know, if you're lucky and they're not bombarded by twenty people already. But there's like two types of people at Home Depot to help. There's the type of person that'll point you in a general direction, like, "Hey, I am looking for a particular wood screw," and they're like, "Yeah, it's over there with all the other screws." And then you go stare at the fucking wall of screws, <laughs> where every package looks the fucking same, except the one you need is in the middle of 45 other bags that's exactly the same looking except one number's off. So you're just staring going, what's the fuck one is it again? <laughs> or you get the guy who's willing to basically walk you through the whole process for 20 minutes. Make sure you have this, you're going to need this, you know, have you thought about getting this? I like that guy. Yeah. Or you get that guy, which is cool, but by the time you're done buying your stuff, you forgot everything he said. <laughs> And you don't want to go back to him and go, hey, uh, what, what, what was I supposed to do after you, this? You just want to pull out your phone and go, okay, hold on. <laughs> Record. You know what the greatest thing is, though? Because we, we're talking about this with at, at the factory. YouTube. YouTube is made, like, you can figure out how to do almost everything just by watching YouTube. Yep. Oh, yeah. The three of us could build a house, like. Zero knowledge just from watching YouTube. I don't. You've seen. We, a, we you've could build the house. I don't think anybody's buying said house though. How many trips to fucking Home Depot? Is <laughs> <laughs> hey, worst case scenario, I like. I have my dad and my brother's pro number, so we can go to Home Depot and get a hell of a discount. It, is that attached to their credit card? Because I feel like let's try that. It's not attached to their credit card. Okay, so no. But you do get a discount. It's a twenty percent discount. Where were you when I was building my kitchen? I was probably at my house, and you didn't ask me if I had a pro number. Dick. <laughs> yep. I, honestly, I think we bought it at Lowe's anyway. No, oh, okay. 
I think my dad has an account at Lowe's too. <laughs> Actually, the contractor we went through had a pro number. Yeah, too, he, so probably, he, had a yeah, he, he yeah. probably did. Um, all right. So let's see. Home Depot. We did Home Depot. What else was we going to talk Home about? Home Depot for five bucks. We we will you could we will talk about you. I mean, we just did it for free, <laughs> and I feel like we did a good job. I, we should probably invoice them. See if they pay it. You know, it'd be awesome is if they were one of those companies that just didn't check their invoices and just, and just assumed. Paid it. Yeah, just assumed. <laughs> I think when they look at it, it says five dollars break from the grind. What the hell? Listen, although break from the grind grind, sounds, sounds like a tool. It sounds like a tool thing. It looks like, like somebody broke, broke a grinder. A grinder. Yep. Yeah, five bucks. Okay, <laughs> we got off cheap on this grinder. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can get away with it. Listen, you don't need management approval for anything over fifty bucks. Five is, bucks? Shit, I got this. What is Home Depot's actual thing? Because I feel like I, we should say that right here. Home Depot <laughs> slogan. Uh, um, I, I don't know. Slogan. On the on the spot, Aaron. Do you know their their slogan? Um, no, I don't. I feel like it's like better people or something like that. No, nope. no. Nope. Uh, uh, is it there when you need us? <laughs> no, it's a uh, more saving, you know more doing. No, more saving, more doing. Oh, yeah, that is it. Yeah, that's it. You know, my son is a uh, walking commercial because he'll he sees <laughs> he sees like we'll go to Walmart and go sh- grocery shopping, and we'll be passing by the cereal, and he'll be like, "Cheerios, good goes around and around." And so, I'm like, <laughs> so you sure it's not you can do it and we can help? Um, because I I feel like that's the slogan as well. No, no, no. So, more saving, more doing was introduced by Home Depot in March eighteenth, two thousand nine. Replacing "You can do it, we can help." Okay, uh, which, which started in two thousand three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, I like "You can do it, we can help." I like that one better. Um, <laughs> but they've seen me go in five times, so it's more like <laughs> apparently you can't really do it. No. We're gonna try to help anyway. But they they'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try to help in general. <laughs> Don't fuck it up too bad. So I want to circle back real quick to the baseball talk. Oh, okay. Aaron, what was it like in uh in St. Louis when Mark McGuire was hitting all those home runs? I imagine that had to be amazing, the feeling of the city. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Um to be fair, that was like the first time they had been good again for a while. They were kind of really shitty in the early nineties. So um I mean you you were coming out of the the end of the whole Ozzy Smith career, so he was gone away, and the Get McGuire was huge. Um, the whole Sammy Sosa McGuire thing, though, was it really, really made. That was kind of when I was in high school, anyway. So that made like sports for me were starting to be like huge, and um, that was nuts. And then that transferring into the whole in the 2000s when Pujols was here. Um, I mean, you got to watch one of the greatest baseball players of all time, in my opinion, um, for 10 years. So. We've been really, really blessed as a city um, for baseball for the last god twenty years now. Yeah, I, I'm. We don't have nothing around where we live. the The closest baseball that we can claim is either going to be the Tampa Bay Rays or the Marlins. And of the two, it's shocking to see that the Marlins have actually won two World Series. But it's not, it's, it's funny because every time they win, they like sell all their players. Yeah, it's not. I mean, honestly, it's not that shocking. They just show. If you're willing to spend a bunch of money for two or three straight years, you can be contenders. You know what I mean? Like, maybe not the first year you spend all the money, but if you're willing to spend a large sum of money and let your team gel for two or three years, 
you can be a contender, probably win a World Series, and then sell everything. Yeah, I I feel now that the Marlins are nothing more than like a minor league farm team for for all the other teams in the league. Oh, well, the Rays too. I mean, you know, they were good for a couple of years, but it, it's the same thing that you know. If the Rays would just spend money. Well, now they also don't have Madden anymore they, either. So. True. You know what? He was here and and had a a really good way about him and made sure the team oh bang made sure the team uh, played right and he got the most out of the the small money they spent but yeah i mean if they had put a little more money into it they probably could have won the world series once or twice in there but they also weren't drawing a crowd so so i don't know i i well I mean, they're in the same division as the Red Sox and the Yankees. Well, they went to the World Series, didn't they? At least once. Uh, I know they went to yeah, the... Yeah, they went to the ALCS, I think, a couple times. Yeah, I think they went to the ALCS. I don't know. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Cause, Their oh. stadium sucks, though. We go to Tampa every year for 4th of July. We go to St. Pete Beach. So we always get a couple baseball games. And it's, it's just kind of embarrassing when you come from St. Louis and go there. You're like, wow, this is awful. Yeah, so so they did. They went to the World Series and lost to the the Philadelphia Phillies in, in two thousand and eight. But I mean, I don't know. They it, it's hard for them to contend every year in that division. Same with the Orioles, because yeah. nobody's going to outspend the Red Sox and the Yankees year after year after year after year after year. It's just not happening. No, it's not. <sighs> what are you doing, Jason? We got the Cubs to deal with now, so it's going to suck. Yeah, well, that's another big city, big city market. Same thing with the um, who else is in uh, California that's spending a lot of money? Is it the Dodgers. A's, the Dodgers? The that's Dodgers. what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Dodgers spend a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, you got these big market teams that can afford to spend the money. I mean, you're not going to get teams like Milwaukee that are going to go out and compete year after year after year, spending against these bigger teams, or even really St. Louis or Tampa Bay, Miami. Even though Miami's a big city. They're just not committed. There's just too much other shit to do. Yeah, there is. I mean, I'm surprised the Heat have been as good as they have been as long as they have been. I mean, it's just they've spent a bunch of money down there, and it paid off. They won a couple of championships and whatnot. But well, basketball's, I mean, basketball is a lot easier, too. Like, in, in baseball, one superstar is not winning you a championship. But in basketball, one or two superstars will win you plenty of games. You yeah, know but I mean? in baseball, if... if if you have two or three superstars on your team, you can win plenty of games or two or three. Uh, you, yeah, can. you can win a lot of games, but you don't necessarily make the playoffs. I mean, listen, if you have two really good hitters or three really good hitters, but your pitching is shite, and I'm not even talking about even if your starting pitching is pretty good, but your relievers suck or your closer sucks. Like, it's so easy to fuck up a game of baseball with one bad player compared to basketball where you're one of five who spend most of the time on the court. So, like, in basketball, it's way easier to spend the money in a targeted way to make your team better. Yeah, but outside of... I mean, unless outside you're Orlando. of pitch, Outside of pitching, it's really easy to mask flaws in your team in baseball. Uh, uh, the Angels suck really bad, and they got... I mean, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, and then you got... You had Albert Pujols coming at the beginning of his contract, and you had, at that time, you know, Kendrys Morales, and so they, they were still awful. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so 
we talked about the Rams there for a second, like we touched on it briefly. Like, are they still your team? No, God, no. I hope they lose every like week for the rest of eternity, at least until Kroenke sells the team. So, what is it with teams leaving a city and then becoming good? You've seen it with the Rams. We're seeing it with the Chargers. You've seen it with the Browns. I mean, you might <laughs> with see the Ravens. You, you mean? Same same thing. Yeah. You you might because see it. You might see it with the Raiders next year when they when they move to Vegas. Well, no. So what you see is, and and it happens. It's going to happen with Oakland too. You see the owner needing to build that fan base at the new city. I mean, besides the brand new people that will all come, but you need to keep so. Especially in California, places like California or Florida where there's there's so much other shit to do, like, all the time. Unlike St. Louis where there's, like, nothing to do. Um, when you end up moving these teams, you'll get a groundswell of people right away. All the people say they were at the first game, all the people that were there for the first couple games. But if you suck, people just go away. So you have to put in, like, you have to put in a decent investment so that your team's halfway good. So, like the Browns before they moved to the Ravens to Baltimore, like I guarantee you, they, they didn't were, invest a whole lot. Yeah, of money. I guarantee you, they weren't spending the money they spent once they got to Baltimore. They like no. ramped it up, and you see it again now. You see it in Oakland. Look, they just gave John Gruden a massive contract yep, to try he, and be relevant. But here's the thing: you're also talking about salary caps, so you can. It's not like you can just go out and spend a ton of money. Because well, you're you're restricted on the amount you can spend. It's not baseball. Okay. Yes and no. How much under the cap are the Browns this year? Hundred hundred million. Right. They've spent years, mil, hundred like eighty, seventy, eighty, ninety million under the cap. If they moved tomorrow, I guarantee you they'd be four dollars under the cap by the end of this free agency period. I don't know because you you also have to spend a certain amount of money, so it's not like. You know, there's a way to, tr- there's but a way you don't to, have to sir, you don't have to pay good players. I, like, so, so just as an example, St. Louis, we got really hosed because the Rams were here. And for the most part, we were willing to build them a new stadium. The problem was the Rams were really bad. Now what you're seeing is the same ownership group, the same general manager, the same president, everything's the same except for Jeff Fisher, who is a terrible coach in LA, but they're making smart football decisions. Jeff. Before you were, everybody in St. Louis was like, "What the? F- Why are we signing these players? They're terrible and old." Well, the reason was just so that people quit going to the game, so that they could be terrible, so that they could go to L.A. Well, and it's Jeff not, Fisher like, is a complete. Jeff Fisher is not a terrible coach. He's a completely average coach. Eight and eight, He's seven and nine, nine and seven, nine and seven. He's completely average. So uh, he's a. Terrible football coach. <laughs> he, he, listen, we've all been robbed. Somebody needs to hire him for one season so he could break the record of the most losing his coach in NFL history. Um, I, I, yeah. Well, so when it comes to the salary cap floor, and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you don't have to meet the salary cap floor to the end of the season. So what ends up happening is you give a bunch of people a bunch of performance bonuses at the end of the year, and you technically at the end of the year reach your performance bonus – I don't think those bonuses count against your cap. And then I think they do. I'm pretty sure if you pay it, they do. If they're written in the contract and they get paid, they count. I'm pretty sure. But either way, they will we'll be corrected. They work, but I think I'm right on they, this. They work into the at the end by the end of the year. They work extra money in the account, so they jut into these contracts. So just enough to hit the floor 
And then as soon as the year is over, that money's off the books and they're back to 70, 80, 90, 100 million. I mean, look how many years in a row the Browns have had the most cap space. I could be wrong, but I think it's also only a fine. I don't think it's anything. It's not like you lose draft pick compensation or anything. I legitimately think you just get fined. Yeah, and that's possible too. It could just be that they decide (laughs) rather than spend $40 million, they'll pay the $300,000 fine or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so instead of spending the $40 million to hit the floor, I can spend $1 million to the league? Yes, please. Yeah. I mean, that. listen, I get that. Uh, I I would rather pay the small fine too than, you know, have to pay out all these extra millions and millions of dollars. So, Aaron, what do you think is the uh, the most uh, important signing so far in free agency? Ooh, um, probably Cousins to Minnesota, just because you're taking a team that was in the playoffs with Case Keenum and and you're putting a legitimate, what I believe to be, you know, upper middle uh, quarterback onto that team. That said, I could also see a scenario where they miss the playoffs completely, but I think that's the biggest signing uh, to me right now. George and I talked about this, I think, um, what episode. It'll be on the next one that comes out, so the one right before this one, uh, where we kind of feel like, or at least I do, I feel like that contract fucks the NFL going, or the the, lead, the teams going forward. Because, like, he got $83 million all guaranteed or whatever it was. Like, his five, last five years, or total of five years of him playing then the next three and the last two all guaranteed money yeah it's he's gonna gross close to 150 million for the last five, five years five years total um but yeah like w- there's no motivation for him to slide anymore like yeah there is no he, i agree his next contract uh listen he's got 150 million his that's next, a, his next contract is gonna be bigger than the one he just signed <laughs> so all, if, if, listen if let's say he he makes it to the Super Bowl with them, and then he goes deep in the playoffs, and then he goes deep in the playoffs again, he's getting a bigger contract than what he just signed. How about you do much this? bigger? How about you do this? You don't slide. You get speared. You're out two years. That's can, incentive for him not to slide. You come back the third year. You're getting paid the whole time. You come back the I third year. I understand that. The, you come back the third year. You lead them to the playoffs. You know what's happening the next it's time? It's not about massive contract. It's not about this contract for him, though. Honestly, the incentive for him not to slide has nothing to do with this contract. It is everything to do about the next contract. The smartest thing that man did was only make it a three-year contract. Listen, if he that gives him in three years, he's going to be the highest-paid player in the NFL again. Yeah. So, what do you think they're gonna have to pay Aaron Rodgers this next time? Do you think oh. they're just gonna back it? Just give him the team and be like, "Here, I, we can't afford you, so just here have the team." How old is he though? Isn't he like thirty-five? Thirty-five or thirty-six? I yes. Mean, that's getting up there. Like at that point, you're you're. It's a very small contract. So, I mean, what are you gonna ask for? I think Drew Brees actually is making less now. On this deal he just signed. Yeah, he still signed. It's still $50 million, though. Yeah, he's 34 years old, by the way. Aaron Rodgers is. So he's got, what, six years left? I would say probably about three or four. He'll get 30 mil, but that's, I mean, that's... A year? what he'll get. Yeah. I I could see them paying Rodgers 30 million a year. At least. And they'll be terrible because of that. Well, no, well, it's not even that. What's going to, what's really going to hurt is when they give Matt Ryan close to 30 million a year. Oh, and they will. They will. They're going to have to. It's yeah. just, and listen, I, 
I don't think it's going to hurt that bad because, you know, we all look at these contracts and go, oh, my God, that's insane. But every year the freaking cap goes up $20 million. You know what? I'm glad, though, that they that Kirk Cousins got a guaranteed contract because I honestly feel that the NFL players should have guaranteed contracts. There should be no out for the team to be able to cut them to, to, to save money and just be done with the player. So this is what I think. I think yes, I'd love to see guaranteed contracts amongst but not the way it's currently not the way the salary cap's currently constituted. Because if you give, say, Kirk Cousins a guaranteed contract and he does get hurt, what for whatever reason, let's pretend he even like slid and then Sue, you know, cheap shot at him. Um and he got hurt and was out for three years. Now you're paying him eighty million But you can have a setup like the NBA where if you're going to be on IR for the year or for some reason you like, for example, with the Teddy Bridgewater where he missed an entire year because of his knee and they knew going into the season, most likely he was missing the entire year. I believe with the NBA, when that happens, cause it happened multiple times with Grant Hill, the magic actually were able to apply and get approved to get some of that cap money back. Yeah, but the problem, they, they still paid the player. But that number didn't affect the cap as much. Uh, you can see people like Bill Belichick and some of, and Jerry Jones like really, really, really fucking dicking with that. You'd have it. to be you'd have to be out the entire year. So let him let him dick with it. Your players out for the entire listen, year. Listen, don't you think the Redskins would have been like, okay, Albert Hainsworth, this going back you know eight years ago or whatever. Albert Hainsworth has got a groin. He's out for the year. I need some of his money back. Thanks. That, th- no, they're still paying that player the the they're still paying listen, the player the money that they promised I, him. Yeah, but it just the Redskins count against the cap. the Redskins couldn't give a shit whether they're paying Albert Hainsworth or not. They don't no. want to be under that. They they don't want to be under his cap hit anymore. That, so that's he's fine, out for the year. Let me have him every single year till that contract is up that's fine so are that you really think they would rather just have a player sit on the bench collect a hundred million dollars and never once play uh, yes absolutely not. yes because when it when it shows up so he has no. say he has two years left on his deal and it's already shown that he's a bust so i can either pay him the hundred million for the next year or 40 million for the next two years and have it count against my cap or I can pay him for forty million for the next two years, not have it count against my cap, and I can go get somebody to be competitive. Yeah, go ahead and sit, Albert Hainsworth. I'm paying you forty million dollars either way. Fuck it. No, because and, and listen, with somebody like Hainsworth, he's going to cause a stir in the locker. He's going to be a problem. That's not that's not if you send him it, home. Even if you send him home, yes. Anyway, it's still going to be a distraction. So, so we're not talking to Aaron at all. No, that's all right. <laughs> because my, now, like, so my thought on this was is that in the NFL, more so than any other sport, injuries cause massive um, like effect on players, too. And the, how many times do you see a guy one year who uh, – it could be just like a random safety. He's an absolute stud. He gets hurt at the end of the year. The next year, he's just not the same. And the next year after that, he's out of the league. So guaranteed contracts in the NFL, it's a really touchy um, thing just because of the incredibly short longevity of careers. And and I mean, most guys when they play baseball or basketball or something, if you're good, you're good. But in football, that injury risk carries. I mean, it changes careers in a second. And, and that's why I think the the contract should be guaranteed because a major injury, which is more likely to happen in football versus baseball or basketball, not only could it change the career for the player. I mean, it could. I mean, look at uh, Ryan Shazier. I mean. Tackled with his head down low. Yes, he led with the helmet. He never should have done that. He 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 
tackled completely wrong, but dude was almost paralyzed. And if if Pittsburgh wanted to, they could just cut him and be like, okay, we're done, dude. Sorry. You know, you're injured. We don't want to carry your number on our cap anymore. And he'll have to pay whatever small med, like whatever, they'll pay whatever small medical yeah, things I, but, written into the contract and then they're out from under it. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys go out there, literally they put their livelihood on the line every week. Now, listen, they're well compensated. Don't get me wrong. They are. But you got guys going out there, you know, putting their livelihood on the line. You got to worry about CTE. Uh, you got to worry about, you know, if I make a wrong tackle, just a little bit wrong, I, you know, I could be paralyzed for the rest of my life. It's not worth it. If at least if you get a guaranteed contract, you know, okay, I signed this contract. Yeah. You know, I was great last year. I, I blew up my knee at the end of the year and I'm trying to rehabilitate it, but it, you know, the body just doesn't heal the way you would like it to. But at least I know they took care of me and my contract's fully guaranteed. I'm not just going to be cut and done with and still dealing with this medical issue for the rest of my life. There's two. I think if you went to that, you would see nothing but just one and two year deals. That's it. And that would be fine. This would be. I don't think I don't think you see one and two year deals. I think you'd see a lot of three year deals. Uh, I could. I don't. See, I don't think so, you'd be seeing these five year deals that that are being signed right now. Only special players would get long term deals. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you just kind of hope it would. It would only be skilled to like. It would only be receivers, quarterbacks, quarterbacks and that's probably about. I it. no. I think you would see a lot of your your offensive linemen would get a lot of. Uh, Big big contracts. I think three or four or five year deals. I think you'd still see the good linemen getting that. I think I you'd know, see, you your, see a lot of ACLs with these linemen. I think you'd days. see. I think you'd see a lot of linebackers that would still get their contracts. If you're a really good cornerback, you'd get your contract. That would be four or five years. So there's a so now what I don't think you would see is a three year eighty nine million dollar contract for quarterbacks that would be fully guaranteed. I don't. Okay, so we're seeing one now. But you wouldn't see something like that for a wide receiver. You wouldn't see something like that for a running back. I think the the actual guaranteed part, the the amount that they signed for, I think would actually come down. Um, Maybe I I'm just waiting for NFL teams to realize when. I mean, if you look at the last ten years of Super Bowls, I know Brady's want you know always it's always but the big big paid quarterbacks typically do not do. I mean, they're not normally the ones who are in the Super Bowl. Um, you do. There are exceptions, and and while you can say Brady's a, a high-paid quarterback, he takes cuts every single year to lower his cap number to help the team. And other than that, you're talking about Big Ben before he made tons of money, Flacco before he made money, Russell Wilson before he made money. You know, the Eagles this year, you don't have a high-paid quarterback. Like it's normally the really good quarterbacks that come in when they're young. Your exceptions are Manning and, and Brady, really. Other yeah. than that, it's not a ton of high-paid guys. Yeah. No. Listen, I. I completely agree. I, well, so the, I think the quarterbacks are way overpaid. Well, so the the problem is, is it still the good quarterbacks? And I wanted to go a different way with CTE, um, and then I wanted to talk even more about guaranteed contracts and then college sports. But we'll talk about this for half a second. So it, the um, the thing is, is you, the quarterbacks you're naming are all good quarterbacks who haven't been paid yet. So it allows their teams to do a lot of things around them, which is all great. But they're all the the it's it's not a lot of um, Trent Dilfer's winning Super Bowls. Like it, it happens occasionally when there's a stellar defense, or but you know there's it's like a Russell Wilson 
who hasn't been paid yet, but he's like 70% of the offense and amazing. It's Ben Roethlisberger, who is the exact quarterback they need surrounded by really good talent. It's Tom Brady, who is one of the best of all times. But you 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 either get the outliers like Tom Brady or Manning, or you get cheap quarterbacks who are still really good and going to get paid. They just haven't been paid yet. So the common denominator is still you need a decent to really good quarterback. Can, can I tell you how overrated the quarterback position is as, as as far as pay goes? Sure. Mike Glennon signed an $18 million contract last year. This year, Sam Bradford signed a $20 million contract. Oh, it's crazy. It is. It's, it's way overpaid. Way overpaid. Well, so your your average to terrible, your average to mediocre quarterbacks get way too much money. Absolutely. But the really good quarterbacks, you have to have them. If not, then you're one of the bad teams looking for one. Because your really good quarterbacks don't usually do much after they get paid. Well, and I wouldn't. I don't know about that because, like, we can say Tom Brady took a pay cut and whatever, but he's still paid pretty well. You add uh, Drew Brees after he got paid. I'm pretty sure Roethlisberger had gotten paid by the time he won his second one. And I'm pretty sure... uh, Did Flacco get paid right after his Super Bowl? After. after, Yeah, the year after after his Super Bowl. No, so Rodgers got paid current because he was part of the rookie class that still got paid a lot. So Rodgers got paid a lot right out of the jump. But he was pretty, I mean, he's like 24, right? So, like, he wasn't, it's not like he was paid like Matthew Stafford. Well, but, okay, but he also, I mean, they, hold on. I'm going to look up his rookie deal because it's, it, like, I it, before it's they had the rookie pay scale. Not, no, it's, so it's not, oh, my God, he signed his second deal. It's $200 million, but he still oh, cleared, me, I know. he still it's, cleared 60 or 70 million back when the cap was. So I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the top 10 paid quarterbacks in 2017 last year. Top 10, Ben Roethlisberger, number 10, number nine, Russell Wilson, number eight, Aaron Rodgers, number seven, Joe Flacco, number six, Kirk Cousins, franchise tag, number five, Drew Brees, number four. Carson Palmer. Number three, Andrew Luck. Number two, Derek Carr. Number one, Matt Stafford. How did Derek Carr have so much money? He's paid $25 million a he year. He signed a huge deal. Yes. Shit. So number one, Matt Stafford. Number two, Derek Carr. Number three, Andrew Luck. Number four, Carson Palmer. Those are the top four paid quarterbacks in the league. Well, listen, so you can't account for injuries. Although Carson Palmer, I feel like they shouldn't have done that. They knew he was injury prone. But you can't account for injuries. So, like, Andrew Luck was getting them. Look what how shitty they are without Andrew Luck and how good they are with Andrew Luck. You can't blame Andrew Luck so the I, money I, they I paid would, him. I would, I would argue the shitty they are without Andrew Luck. I would say Jacoby Brissett is a decent quarterback. He's a backup quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think he's better than what he showed last year, and the only reason I said that is because he went to a new team where, again, shows you how valuable OTAs are, how valuable preseason practice are, how valuable preseason games are. He got none of those. He got none of those. So he was learning the new yeah. offense on the on the fly. Uh, so, again, I, I'm not blaming so – Context that context matters. Well, you, they, you could say, "Look how bad they are without Andrew Luck." But when you throw a quarterback in there who doesn't know the playbook, 
hasn't had time to build any rapport with anybody on the offense, whether it be the line, the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends, nothing. I mean, it's not football is a game of continuity and and familiarity. No, but it's knowing you're, you're, you want your quarterback to know what your wide receivers are thinking. You want your wide receivers to know what your quarterback's thinking. You want the quarterback to be able to know what the offensive line is thinking. Look, the Colts and are a perfect. The Colts there. are a perfect example, though. Ten to eleven win seasons, double digit wins every year for a better part of what a decade. Mm-hmm. One year without Peyton Manning, with his backup that had been there for for years. And they're a two and whatever the fuck they were, two and fourteen team. Mm-hmm. They get Andrew Luck in the very next season. They're back to a winning team. Yeah, their their offensive coordinator during that time was Peyton Manning I, I'm on just the saying, field. So being a court like okay, but then I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Your team lost a Hall of Fame, sure, top five all time quarterback. Yeah, the guy that's behind him is probably not nearly as that good. Of course not. And then as soon as you get a rookie who's supposed to be really what, good. What did the rookie have? You're back he, to. He had OTAs. He had preseason so, practice. Uh, he so had did, preseason games. Brissett had none so, of that. So did so did whatever the, anybody got the, the scorecard on who, who that was that replaced Manning for the year? Because it was a dude with like long blonde hair. That's all I can remember thinking how stupid he looked. <laughs> um, so, I'll have to look at it up. So, no, I don't. No. Nobody remembers who he is because he sucked. Yeah, he did. But my he had OTAs. He had this. He had that. Quarterback matters. Like, big time matters. So, yeah. You could say, okay, the top four. Carr had a down year. The whole team, we all admit that whole team had a shitty year. Which they is did. why they fired Jack Del Rio. It wasn't just Carr. No, no, Like, I it agree. was his weapons. It was everything around him. Carson Palmer and and what Luck, have you seen from Derek Carr that makes him worth $25 million a year? He had a good year. One good year. Yeah, he had a good year. <laughs> I mean, you know what I've seen? I've, you know what I've seen? Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl one year. That doesn't make him a good quarterback. What was the quarterback for the Browns? Last year? Yeah. Uh, Kaiser, what's his first they name? Had, they had Deshaun Kaiser. They had Brock Osweiler. So you, had... know, you know what I've seen? I've seen Deshaun Kaiser quarterback a team. I've seen uh, uh, freaking Matt Moore quarterback a team i've seen uh Jameis winston struggle i've seen matt moore lead a team. a team to the playoffs i've seen one game don't even start i've <laughs> i've it's seen true. i've seen san francisco with blaine gabbert i've seen those blame, teams blame, 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 blame. that's what makes Derek carr worth 25 million not what Derek carr's necessarily done but what not having a Derek carr does to that team i don't know Listen, I've seen one decent season from Derek Carr. That doesn't mean I'm ready to throw down. He's worth the second highest paid quarterback in the league. Listen, uh, the pay scale is off, but any quarterback that comes up for a contract is going to come up. And that's why I, I, my whole argument, the whole reason we're having this conversation is because I said quarterbacks are overvalued. They're, they're overpaid. But they're not. They, but they absolutely they, are. They aren't. Because when you have Carson Palmer making $24 million a year, overpaid. Hurt. You have Derek Carr making $25 million a year, overpaid. He's not. Yes, he is. He's not. You have Matt Stafford making $27 million a year, overpaid. He's not. Yes, he is. He's not. And, and again, it's not because of what they've done or accomplished. It's what not having them on your team means. It means you're possibly starting Brissett or 
you're possibly starting. Give him, give him a chance to you, learn the offense. You're, Don't throw him out week one where he's not even had a single practice with the team. You're starting a Brissette, or you're starting a Matt Moore, or you're starting a Blaine Gabbert, or you're starting a, a Case Keenum. Uh, you occasionally you get lucky, but you also more often than not don't, and your team goes zero and sixteen. Like zero and sixteen doesn't happen often, but all you, I know is Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have any of that, and he won five straight last game. This is that out there. this is true. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a special player. He just got paid now, though. So yeah, he he got paid wow. for seven games. He's overpaid. <laughs> Matt Schaub. <laughs> Matt Schaub was one of the first guys that got overpaid. Yeah. The Texans. Anyway, so uh, I, you know, I did want to circle back because we were talking about guaranteed contracts and who gets screwed not having them. Uh, you want to talk about getting screwed is playing for football in college or basketball. Or, or, ba- or basketball, but you know we've talked about football being the most the sport where you have the That's the, the most sp- chance for worse the worst injuries. So yeah. so not yeah. only do they not get paid, and then people claim, well, you get your education, but if you do get hurt, teams will just cut you, take away your scholarship, and say, now we're not paying for your education. Yep. I, I uh, a friend of so my wife's friend's son had that happen to him at the University of Florida under Urban Meyer. He w- he played on the offensive line, hurt his back a couple times. They pulled his scholarship, and listen, they only have so many scholarships, so I guess I get it. But you feel I feel like they should be able to do like we were talking about with guaranteed contracts. Like, okay, we offered you a scholarship. If you're never going to play for us again, you can keep your scholarship, and it doesn't count against our scholarships. I I think, and I would say the same thing for the NFL. And I would agree with that. I I, I agree with it to an extent. And 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 here would be my the team gets out of jail free card. If you're a, a, a college athlete, a student athlete, and you get injured on the field playing the game, you get injured in practice, whatnot. Okay, your your scholarship is completely guaranteed. They cannot take it from you. He got the whole I think time. He got, I think he got injured if, in workouts. That's fine, as long as it's something that is related to the sport that you are playing. If you go out in the summer. And you wreck your knee skiing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you wreck your knee water skiing or no, something like that. We're talking about specifically. Then, then, then yes, the team should have an out for the scholarship. Yeah, we're talking specifically about guys that get hurt per, in a team activity. Yeah, and I would apply that to the NFL as well. If you go out to a nightclub and you shoot yourself in the ass in a city where you're not supposed to have a gun, the team should be able to get out from underneath your contract, Mister Burrows. But uh, if agree. if if you get injured while you are at practice, working out, something like that, then the team should have to honor the contract no matter the scenario. Uh, so the other one I wanted to touch on was CTE. We talked about you. T- you mentioned CTE briefly, and so one thing I keep hearing over and over in in interviews is how people think football is going to have to change because of all these like concussions and. And CTE and and the studies. Here's what I'll say. Maybe people will stop playing them because they're worried. But people won't stop watching. Like, if you keep ramming your head against somebody else, we're going to watch it all day. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the consumer asking for changes. Like, I don't... And I legitimately don't think the game... I don't... There, I'm sure there are people that are not playing the sport um, that would have otherwise played the sport and there are going to be people that retire from the NFL early after they make their big money 
um, in, in a couple of years. But for the most part, people that love the game and play the game are going to play the game. Um, I grew up playing hockey and you, you get head injuries. Like I've had several concussions. It's not ever something I thought about while playing when you're young. You're, you, I mean, you think of yourself as invincible and yeah, the, it can happen, but it's not going to stop people from playing that are in their 20s and even late teens. So, I mean, I don't think it'll ever stop, but I think it will change the way people play the game. And we've already seen some of it, some of it, the way that you're no longer allowed to lead with the crown of your helmet. You're no longer allowed to hit in the head. Um, the way you tackle. Yeah, not the way, that's not the way they play the game. That's the way they're forced to play the game. There's a big difference there. Yeah, I think yeah. if you let people hit people in the head, they would still do it, and everybody on offense would still play. Like it, it's, it wouldn't. It's the game forcing a change, not the other way around. Yeah, and 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 I agree with the game doing that. The the technology and the new advanced helmets is is significantly better than what it was. Um, these are all changes I can get upon. I agree with you guys. I don't think anybody that watches it will ever stop watching it. I don't believe that the people who play it because they love the game in the the moment when they're playing, they're not caring about, you know, okay, I might get a concussion and, you know, it could affect me long-term. They're not caring about that. At least a vast majority of them aren't. Um, but the changes that we've seen and the changes that we will see down the road, uh, it, it, it's shown that it, the game has changed. So what I, what I do want to ask too is everybody's focused on football and CTE, but like nobody, nobody brings it up with boxing or MMA. Like nobody talks about the fact no. that these guys just pummel each other in the face. And yep. that's the, that's like the actual, what, so what, what's the, what's the point in boxing to knock the person out? Right. So the, the idea that NFL is completely changing the way they do it. And they're basically changing the exact thing that boxers and MMA fighters do on purpose to each other. Like, okay, I don't want you to take your head and hit him in the head. Well, in boxing, you repeatedly hit the other dude with your fists as much as you can. Yeah, but they have, you know, padded gloves. Okay, but still. I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that, you know, but they, they, they do have padded gloves. Right. And you still get knocked the fuck out. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that's that's the goal of, that's the goal of the sport. Knock the guy the fuck out. No, I agree. But I'm just saying, it's not like it's bare knuckles. And the same thing with MMA. You do have gloves on. Now, Yes. Absolutely. The your point knee, of the sport. Your knee is not wearing a fucking glove. In I, MMA. I agree. Listen, like, I agree. I'm not. I'm not excusing it. I'm saying, but it, like, it, you're like, like you're like, like bare with boxing. Like, you're like you're you're punching something. Yeah, but you, you got a glove on. Now I get the you know MMA. That's a that's a different beast. I, I don't even know why they make those guys don't wear gloves. Do they really? Like they wear the little thin ones, right? Yeah, they wear they thin gloves like, over their knuckles. Like absolutely. I why. I mean, maybe to not break your knuckles. That's exactly what That's it's the for. only reason, right? That's not to protect the other guy's face. No, it is Because for... if you were going to protect the other guy's face, you'd have, like, you'd have to have, you, you'd wear knee pads and, like, fucking shin pads and shit, too. Like, yes. they, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's odd to me that in this country, we're, like, we've started worrying about these athletes on the NFL, and then, you know, the next night on pay-per-view, we're going to watch this dude get roundhouse kicked right in the fucking beak and have his nose go back into his brain and fucking uh, i don't know if that's ever happened do you think that it's actually people worried about it or it's just a news story and espn just talk no i think because 
I don't know anybody that actually gives a crap. Like nobody that I know that, that watches sports ever, even, even like my wife who doesn't really watch sports has never been like, gee, they should really stop that because guys are getting hurt. Like I, that's their own damn business. If they want to do that, do it. I, but see, I know friends. So I, I do know friends that won't let their play, kids play football, even though they would have let their kids play football because of stuff like the concussions. So it has affected at least some players, not, not all like, but I know, I do know people that won't let their kids play. Um, so it does affect, there are people that do care about that. And it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of families. Like, listen, Joe, I think Joe Thomas quit because he was worried about his, his physical well being more than anything else. He had, he had years left on that body to play. George and I talked about this on the episode that'll be out soon. Yep. Um, and I said, listen, I, I, knowing the kind of guy Joe is just based on like his draft and like his whole demeanor, like he didn't care enough about football to go to the draft. He wanted to go fishing. He's, he's like testing the water to be out of football. And then he left because he didn't want his brain to be mush when he was done. And I think we'll see a lot of players retiring earlier. So I, I do think players care about it. I do think parents of kids that are trying to get into football care about it. So it becomes a little bit of a story. Now, does it get blown out of proportion? Maybe, but you also have the players who rightfully have a beef with the NFL because the NFL hid all this information from the players as they were going through. So like, look, they all signed up to play this game, but when as an organization, you perform a study because you think there's a problem and then you hide it from the people you're paying because you want them to keep slamming their heads against each other like Rams. Like, that's an issue. You know what I'm saying? So that's the story more than anything else. Like, I don't think it's these current players that know the danger. Like, like I always say, if you smoke today, it's your fucking fault. You know, we all know smoking's bad for you today. If yeah. you smoked in the 50s when they when doctors told you it was good for you, you know, you get a little bit of a pass because, you know, they gave you a highly dic- addictive awful thing for your body and said it was good for you and you believed them because why wouldn't you believe the experts that tell you so um yeah i think i think the players today know better and it's not as a big a story for them but you know guys guys from like a decade or two decades ago they they absolutely have a beef with the nfl and that that part is definitely a story i'd agree with that i just i feel like it's I feel like everything with the NFL just gets blown up way more. Like people, you just constantly still hear like the NFL is going to fall apart because of all the CTE stuff. The NFL is not going to fall apart because of all the CTE stuff. If it's going to fall apart from something, it's going to fall apart from like overexposure and people getting sick of it, but not because people are worried about people's health. Yeah, like I mean, Americans don't care about other people. Come on. No, you 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 had more people. Like, let's be honest. As a whole, like, I stopped so you could go. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. You, I got a weird lag with you guys right now. So, like, when I'm done talking, there's always, like, a five-second lag. Okay. So, like, it's weird because, like, you're 100% correct. You had more people stop watching the NFL this past year over kneeling for a flag versus actual players' health. But, see, I feel like that was blown out of proportion, too. Like, I do feel like there was a vocal minority of people that stopped. But, you know, peop- for, for what... Aaron said people have been turned off the game for years because it is over overexposed. Like the Thursday night games suck. The players don't They've have had, they had some really good Thursday there were, night games. There were a year. handful this of- year, this year more so than any other year, 
There was really good Thursday night games. There were a handful of matchups that were surprisingly good. Yeah, there were there were games you weren't expecting to be good that actually turned out to be fantastic. But you and know, it was it was it was. Listen, it's not the norm. Next year we'll go back to Thursday night games fucking sucking. Yeah, it'll be the and Jets. because and because of the success of the Thursday night games this year, we have to watch them again next year. Well, we don't have to watch them. But they will play them again next year. Listen, all the good games, you know what I did? I wasn't watching the games at the start, but I read that they were really good games on, you know, on social media or whatever. And then I clicked it on halfway through and I'm like, okay, cool. It's coming down to the fourth quarter. I'll watch this. Like, but I, I don't watch. I mean, I just won't watch unless it's Tampa. The one week Tampa plays, I won't watch it because it's, it's generally unwatchable football. Yeah, this, Even this, with Tampa, this, it's unwatchable This, this past year was the outlier, not the norm. There was a bunch of really, really good thirds. Now, listen, there were some stinkers, just like there's stinker games on Sundays. But, just, but so, it, it, for the most part, this year, overall, the Thursday night games were pretty decent. You know what? I, th- I also think there's fatigue, not just overexposure, which Aaron said, but I think there's fatigue about the play, the teams that they put on these primetime games. And I've said it for years, and I think it's finally starting to catch up. Like, how many weeks in a row every year can we watch an NFC East matchup on a primetime game and still give a shit? Like, so you're thinking local, but if you look at the whole U.S. in general, they care. Well, no, the Northeast cares. Like the yep. t- the Dallas and Dallas and the Giants, or Dallas and the Giants care, but the the over the whole country, the ratings are down. So a lot of people care, and it's not just the area Dallas and and well, and they the have Northeast. they all have big followings, but again, the ratings are dipping. exactly the and ratings are dipping for a reason. But their ratings have been dipping, like you said it earlier. Their ratings have been dipping year after year after year. And, so it's not I, a again, surprise. Again, I point to that's because every year when the schedule comes out, Dallas is in twenty seven primetime games. No, they're not. And the and I guarantee you, they're the <laughs> most primetime game of any team in the league. This past over the year, last, this past oh, year, I don't think over they were. The, I'd say over the last five years, let's let's say, and we'll count it up later. And, and I, I would say it's you get the Patriots more than you get the Cowboys. Dallas, New England, Pittsburgh. Yep, definitely are the three. Yeah, I, I would I go would with those so, three. I, so Thursday night games, for the most part, like whether they're good or bad or whatever. Like if you're into fantasy sports, like you're pretty much going to watch. Like at least I do. But by Monday nights anymore, like, and, and I consider myself somebody that I love watching football. Like, I would watch the Browns play the Bengals just to have my fantasy guy, like, to watch A.J. Green or whoever it is that I'm playing. But by Monday nights anymore, I'm just like, God, there's another football game on tonight. Like, I have to, like, crap, I still have people going. Like, I'm going to watch this. I'm not really going to want to. That, that didn't used to happen as much when there wasn't a Thursday night game every week. Like, that's happening now, I think, just because – because you're doing, you have your Thursday night, and you're, you got three different time slots Sunday, and then then you like again on Monday night, and it's just it's a lot. Like it is a lot anymore. No, you used to have a reason to look forward to the weekend. Well, you, you know, you you would look forward all week long. You know, you got it, it would sound, sound like I'm taking it back to the the 50s and 60s, but you work all week you work all week long, Monday through Friday, and you look forward to the weekend because you know you do what you want. You've got your football. You can watch it on Sunday. You watch it on Monday. After a long day of work at Monday, and that's it. But now it just seems like it's so oversaturated because you got college games all throughout the week. You got Thursday night football. You got Saturdays. You got Sundays. You got Mondays. Most of the week, you've got football on TV. Well, the other thing that gets it, and we all love fantasy football, but fantasy football adds to that 
to that drain as well because you're you watch football Thursday night, you tinker with your team on Friday depending on like I know I if if my team if one of my players Thursday night sucks, sometimes I make a riskier choice for Sunday because I have to chase those points, right? So you're tinkering with your yeah. team over the weekend, maybe some of the waiver wire pickups you have, you try and go through. So you watch your game and you're not just watching your team anymore. You're watching all the games, worried about all the players. You're checking all the scores. You've got multiple yeah. you've got multiple games of your own going. And that happens Saturday or that happens Sunday and Monday. And then in Tuesday, instead of being off from football, what are you doing? You're looking at the you're, lo- you're looking for the best waiver wire pickups. You're looking at which players of yours are injured. You're trying to follow the news on who might be hurt and who might not. About players you'd never generally give a shit about. Like as a Bucks fan, I would never generally give a shit about Todd Gurley as a football player other than to see, hey, he had a really good year and I like watching players have good years. But like I wouldn't care if he had a sprained ankle. You know what I mean? Like I'd be like, oh, that sucks for the Rams. Let's move on. And now I'm like following up okay he got hurt is he gonna play is he practicing is he doing this so you're doing that all you're doing long. that tuesday you're, you're, wednesday you're thursday friday saturday you're watching football stories all week when we used to just go okay football's over let's put that away and then bring it back out on sunday night or sunday during the day so like there's an oversaturation because of football's on too much but there's also for a, for most of us there's oversaturation because we're into football. We're, we're we're super active about it. Yeah. So it's not just the amount of games. It's a it's the amount of stuff that goes on with the games, and football's figured out a way to make it a year round sport, even though they only play a few months because they've separated out like they've separated they they moved the, the, draft, the draft back and then you got free agency. But, so you've got you combine. Got so you've got combine. Then they roll into. Uh, free agency and then they roll into the draft and then there's more free agency and then there's actually a tv show to tell you about your fucking schedule and who's on prime time <laughs> and that's even before any of the fucking games start and, and and then you got uh hard knocks yeah and then you got 30 years of preseason and then what feels like 40 you know the the week preseason comes back it's it's like it's like getting the worst christmas gift ever Right, because you've been away from football, actual games for so long, and dealt with these little like you know these stories or whatever. It's like opening, you know, you if if Aaron, did you get to open a Christmas gift the day before Christmas? Um, no, I didn't. No. Okay, so in our house, we always got to open one gift early. Uh, I never did it. Either. And when we were young, it was like the gift my brother got for me. I'd give a gift to my brother, and we'd like that would be the gift. But later, when we got a little bit older. We were allowed to pick the one gift that we could open, right? And you didn't know what they were. They were wrapped. So it was like Christmas Eve. You got to pick one gift and you open it and it's fucking underwear. You know what I mean? Like you pick the underwear. She, They put it in a box so it's not soft and you can't tell it's fucking underwear. And then you open the box and it's fucking underwear, right? And you put the one. Why, why, hold on. Wait a sec. Why don't you like getting underwear? Not when I was a kid. <laughs> like now that's my favorite gift. I could throw away the holy ones. But. um. So, 
It's it, so preseason's like that though. Like you, you've been waiting. You literally just said preseason is underwear. <laughs> preseason's basically the underwear of sports. Preseason is underwear. That's gonna be the name. That's the name of the sh- the show. Preseason <laughs> is the underwear of sports. So, um, you're welcome. <laughs> so, the, but preseason is the underwear of like the, the football, right? Like you're so excited to open that gift of preseason because you've been without football for so long. And you watch about five minutes of preseason and remember how much you hate fucking getting underwear for Christmas. Not, not me, because I, I tend to watch a little bit of the Hall of Fame game. And that right there instantly makes me regret anything even remotely close to not regular season football. Exactly. The underwear of sports. But you said- I, I won't lie. Now that the Rams are gone, I'm really glad I just don't watch any preseason football. Like, not even a little bit. I can read about who's doing what and, and all that on 8 million things, but... See, and I I think that I haven't watched a minute of any preseason. Like like you said, you could read about it, and that's another thing I think that has gone to what Jason was saying is there's so much information now being put out about this, and we're paying so much attention to it that it it's draining. I can tell you what I'm drained talking about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. Where am I? You, you, I think you wanted to talk about college kids being paid. We did that already. I don't know. No, being I d- paid, I d- not... Oh, paid. Uh, college kids get paid. I think they should get paid. I, I think I think they should, too. Now, I, the, the problem is smaller colleges can't afford it, and bigger colleges would pay too much. So, th- I think that's why you make it a universal... Every, every college gets paid the same, and it comes out of a fund from the NCAA. It doesn't directly come from the college. So I think you take all the funds or the profits, not all the profits the NCAA makes because, you know, their business, they're out to make theirs as well. But you could take some of the funds, a certain percentage, let's say 15% of what they have is gross, and that can go into a separate fund and that can pay the college students. And it pays all the college students, not just the football players. Is the NCAA a business though? Isn't that, don't they carry non-for-profit status? I know they make a butt ton of money, but... They're they're for profit. They've got to be. I'm looking it up right now. You know, this is the episode we've looked up the most. Shit. It would just be that would be a really hard thing. Also, like, who? Where do you lines? Do you only pay basketball and and football players, or do you have to pay everybody? Does the swim team get money? I would say everybody. Where is that line drawn. I, I I would I, so honestly like I would say college athlete. Every college athlete, and they all get paid the same amount. So you got a swimmer who makes as much as the star quarterback on the football team. See, I don't, I disagree with that. I, I, I absolutely, I think they, they should get the same amount. You make it universal. This way, you don't have to worry about Alabama coming in and saying, "Oh, well, we'll was- pay you more than what you'll get paid for going to uh, West Tennessee State." It would just be such an insignificant amount of money if you made it for everybody that it wouldn't matter. I agree, but I think if you did five hundred a month. Or and you allowed them to get a job. You allow your athletes to get jobs. I think that would go a long way. I truly don't care either way. But <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know. That's one of those things. That, like doesn't. It doesn't really ever like bother me or affect me. Um, and it never really did. So. No, no. It, it listen. It doesn't affect me either. Um, and I, I it wasn't something I was planning on talking about. And it's not like I'm going on a, a huge crusade to to get college athletes paid. But I, I just, you know, my opinion, I, I think they, that they should, that, that 
you know, the schools are, are making billions of dollars off of a lot of these kids and the kids aren't getting anything for it other than a quote unquote free education. So no, I'd agree. I mean, I'm not going to argue with the, especially like high, you know, all that should get paid. But I, I, the problem I think is in the logistics of it and how you do it and how you're able to, who you're able to pay, what you're able to pay and all that. So, um, going back to, cause I had to look it up, you know, who, which quarterback replaced Peyton Manning? Who's that? Curtis Painter. Scott Holding? No, Curtis Painter. And Curtis Painter is not as good as Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> so I you, would agree with that. So, <laughs> so for the mil, for the million dollar question, who was the quarterback before Peyton Manning? I, I think the only person uh, who would know that is unfollowable. <laughs> no, I actually knew it because I've heard the stat a bunch. Oh, I have no idea. This is so. This is this is what it this is what it means to have a really great quarterback for a really long time. It was fucking Jim Harbaugh. I was actually almost gonna say that, and then I was like, "No, I'm gonna sound like an idiot, so I better not." Well, right, but that's how far back it goes. Like it's literally been now with Luck's injury, but it's literally been that long. The Colts have had what is considered decent quarterback play, right? Like they had Jim Harbaugh, who's now a coach for however many years. And then it went to Peyton Manning. And they have one Super Bowl, right? Only one Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, listen, that's a Tony Dungy issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, and it I, was a good person. He could build a decent team. He just couldn't get him over the hump. He it, And honestly, it was more of a, uh, it wasn't so much a Tony Dungy issue as it was a Bill Belichick, Tom Brady issue. Like they ran up against, yeah, or, it, you know. It, it, it's you, like it's like you run it's up like against the, the best dynasty in like close uh, to league history. And no, you can go ahead and say the Patriots are the best dynasty in league history. I think you'll get very little pushback from anybody on that. Uh, listen, you can go back to the Packers when there were only like seven teams or whatever. But, yeah, but uh, okay, still, you know, I mean, the 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 Patriots today would wipe the floor with those Packers. Okay, well, let's just be the, let's let's be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, they would. They absolutely would. The the athletes today are are bigger, faster, stronger. The game is more sophisticated. They would wipe the floor with those teams with the Green Bay Packers. The Patriots, as much as it pains me to say, the Patriots are the best dynasty in NFL history. I wonder, like, so Larry Zonko was considered a big dude, right, back in the day. Like, he was a big Mm -hmm. guy. You think he's smaller than, um, what's the kicker that just got let go from Oakland? Sebastian Janikowski. You think Larry Zonko's smaller (laughs) than Sebastian Janikowski? Because I feel like he's smaller than Sebastian Janikowski. I have no idea if he is or not. <laughs> There's another thing to look up. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up right huge now. now. What's that? The guys are just huge now. Yeah. Like, NFL players are just physical freaks. Yes, they absolutely are. So Larry Zonka was six foot three, two hundred seventy three pounds. Oh, okay. So he was probably bigger than. Uh... Yeah, he was a fullback. Is what they have him listed as a fullback. Let's see. So <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski height and weight. <laughs> I'm thinking it's close. No, I picked the biggest kicker. It's probably closer than you think. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. But yeah, it's like you said, the players these days are, are they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. There's there's more advanced technology that's helped them get that way with as far as supplements and, and study of athletics and, and, and things that you could do that will enhance your performance on the field and that you could put in your body to make you bigger, better. Bigger, 
better, faster, and stronger versus way back in the day when Larry Zonka played. When he was just drinking. Yes. Uh, Savannah, Sebastian Janikowski is six foot two, two hundred and forty pounds, and I think that's fucking. I think, I think he must have a weight clause in his contract because, and they just claim he's two forty because that dude is fucking beefier than two forty. <laughs> Doesn't matter. All you got to do is kick a ball. <laughs> he has a leg that is uh, like okay. none other. <laughs> okay, this one says. Uh, this one says six foot two, two sixty five, and I think that's a lot closer. That's, so that's a lot he's, closer. He's basically the biggest dude in the foot in football when Larry Zonka played. Like the yeah. kicker for the Oakland Raiders is as big as Larry Zonka. Hey, 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 Jason, I know you can see this, and I know Aaron can't, but take a look. Sebastian Janikowski. <laughs> <laughs> You're not two sixty five. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> I was pointing to myself, going Sebastian Jan- uh, Janikowski. <laughs> You're you're closer to Zonka. Then you're Janikowski still. Yes, I am. Yeah. But I'm working on it. It's getting there. Well, listen, at least we're not both closer to Joe Thomas. This is true. <laughs> so. Uh, so, okay. Um, so, I, I, I Googled something. And it's circling back to the NFL. Okay. We're going to... And, and, hey, I'm going to... We're going to have to put the kibosh soon because we're running... We're running pretty long and uh, I haven't had dinner yet, so... Yeah, you're fat. You can... Afford to miss a dinner or two. I also have a blood sugar issue, so that's a you issue, not a me issue. Um. Yeah, but my computer, <laughs> my computer recording the show is kind of a you issue. No, if you drop dead right now, the computer will still record. <laughs> right, but if and I, matter of fact, I think we'd get a lot more listeners if that actually happened. If I unplugged, <laughs> if I unplugged and go like, go get some food. So, I, I, I'm going to see if you guys can name the top 25 most paid players in NFL history. Is this adjusted for? No, it's not adjusted for inflation, Jason. It's how much money they actually received over the length that they've been playing in the NFL. The whole career? Yes. It's the, the, all of them are over a hundred million. Some of these names will shock you. Um, so I mean, obvious ones: Brady, Manning. Yep. Throw those like Drew Brees. Yep. Um, over. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give Matthew Stafford's probably on that list. Yep, there's seven. Here, I'll give you a, a quick little breakdown of, of how many positions there are. There are, and I'm scrolling back up to the top here, 17 quarterbacks of the 25. Uh, there's some defensive players. There's some wide receivers. I don't recall, but I don't think there was any running backs. And I think Jason's Googling it. I think he's cheating. No, I'm not. Uh, is th- Albert Hainsworth one of them? I b- I'm scrolling through. I believe Albert Hainsworth is not one of them. Well, so quarterbacks. So we, um, you need longevity. People with longevity, right? Yep. So and, and and every quarterback you will recognize, except for like maybe two, will shock you. So longevity. And you say some are not quarterbacks. The defensive so you also need to play modern. It also needs to be like modern football. Correct, correct. It is modern football players because, like you know, LT did not get paid so what, what he's worth. What wide receiver has been around the longest? I'll tell you now. The wide receiver. There's say, one on. active, on, and say, there's one retired. I'm going to say because he's been paid the last couple of years, and I'll say Fitzgerald. He is one of them because he is like he's that, he's yeah. like 87 now, and I so I would if this list had been like years ago or adjusted for inflation like i'd say jerry rice because he played he played like however many years of football and i don't took want care randy of moss over jerry rice or terrell owens i don't want one of them too 
Larry I'll Fitzgerald, he was, he was number 10. T.O.'s not on the list. Number 10 overall, uh, wow. raking in $151 million. You know what I'm going to do? So uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Sam Bradford, Calvin Johnson. Yep, you nailed the say, other wide receiver. I'm going to say I'm going to say who else came out in that draft? Uh I'm going to say God, who was the defensive player that came out in that draft that was um I think you guys would be shocked at the defensive players. One of them you may get. One may not surprise you at all. Uh Daryl Revis. Yep, he was one of them because he got a lot of money in Tampa for doing dick. Yep. Uh the, there's still one <laughs> defensive player out there I don't think would surprise you at all, or won't surprise you at all. The other one just barely made the cut. So I'm trying to think the year that uh, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is one of them. And, and you know why? So these He's were number, the, put this way, Joe Thomas is number 21 on the list, 119.9 million. Well, so what you're seeing is the guy, the last, the last um, year where rookies got a shit ton of money. Nope. There's a couple of them that, that uh, Alex for. Smith. Alex, Alex Smith was number on one there. overall when they made a bunch of that's why so yep. Sam Bradford I knew Sam Bradford and Alex Smith would be on the list because again those guys got fifty million dollars guaranteed their first contract mm-hmm. and then they've stayed yeah. in the league and then like so Sam Bradford on top of everything else Sam Bradford's not on the list Sam Bradford's not on the list not on the list are you is sure Mario Williams on the list uh, then? I think Mario Williams is on the list I'm looking Sam through. Bradford got like a sixty million dollar deal his first year. Yeah, he's made like a hundred million dollars. Okay, Sam Bradford is on the list. He's number twenty-two. I missed him. Uh, so, so and the the reason I say these guys, and I know they're going to be low. Like I figure they're going to be low, but like their initial deal is fifty or sixty million, and if they're still in the league, they've made a little yeah. bit here and there. Mar- Mario Williams is on the list. How he's about ooh, number twenty? Ooh, 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 because they gave him a giant deal. Mike Vick. Mike Vick is on the list. Wow. Let me, let me tell you where he's at. He I is. Can- Number sixteen overall, hundred and twenty four point eight million. You remember so but you remember he got that deal from Atlanta like yep. a couple years before he imploded. He got a because they you know, he was the prototype of the next generation quarterback. There's still one obvious defensive player you guys are missing. Completely obvious. And I can give you a hint if you want. Completely obvious. I'll give you a hint if you want it. I mean this is I think I know who it is. I think I know who it is. Who? Is he a cornerback? No. But you can give me a cornerback because there's still a cornerback on the list. Is it Champ Bailey? Champ Bailey's number 25. But yeah. that's not that's not the obvious one. He Do you guys a, remember Champ Bailey? He made $102.8 million. Remember when Champ Bailey got traded for Clinton Portis? Yep. Everybody was like, yeah. man, Clinton Portis is so great. Why would you do that? And Champ this, Bailey played for the years. The obvious one you guys are missing. I mean, it's completely obvious, and when you hear it, you're going to hit yourselves. Um, Number 17 on the list. Wait, 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 wait. Ranking in is at, it. Is it the guy that the Dolphins just paid $25 million to not be on their team anymore? Number 17 on the list at $124.2 million, Nadamik and Sue. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. That's what I was going to say. He's completely obvious, and when you hear it, you're going to hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I started thinking about it because, you know, they're paying him 17 or 20, whatever million this year just yep. to not play, and this isn't his first year of that deal. And the Lions gave him a shit ton. Yep. Here's, uh, I'll, I'll go through the whole list real quick. Okay. Uh, 25, Champ Bailey. Number 24, Alex Smith. Uh, I'm not going to give you their total earnings. Calvin Johnson ranked in at 23. Sam Bradford at 22. I nailed the back half of this list. Joe Thomas at 
21. Mario Williams, that was a great call. I didn't think you guys would get that one. Good call, Aaron. Uh, that He was number 20 overall. Number one overall pick. Jay Cutler at number I, 19. I never would have Smoking been. Jay, 122.2 million. He got that huge deal. So remember, he started with the Broncos, and he yep. got that huge deal from Chicago. Yep. Uh, Darrell Revis at 124 at number 18. Well, as we mentioned, Adamic and Sue at 17. Number 16, Mike Vick. I wasn't sure if you guys would get that one or not because of the long layoff when he was in prison. Uh, well, so I didn't think you guys were going to get that one. He had – so that that giant con- – so as a Bucks fan, we played him twice a year. Yep. I remember when they handcuffed themselves with that contract. Number 15, the greatest play-by-play announcer in the history of NFL. John Gruden? Nope. I said the greatest. John Madden? Nope. Tony Romo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do like him, though. I love him in the booth. He's awesome. Uh, number 14, I didn't think you'd get this one, Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I just said Flacco. Number 13, wow. Aaron Rodgers. Now, you want to talk about teams that had great back-to-back quarterbacks. You got to talk about the Colts with Luck and uh, Manning, and then you got to go here with number 12, Brett Favre, number 13, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but you remember... So you remember with them, they didn't need a quarterback. Like Rodgers didn't play for four years. Yeah, I know. Like so, they they took a they a do it a lot. Lu- a complete luxury pick in the first round for them because he was projected to go top ten and he fell to number twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number eleven was Matt Ryan, who is actually going to probably skyrocket up this list in a year or so. Well, so will Rodgers. Yep. Uh, number ten, Larry Fitz. Who is Andy Dalton on this list? I I wish Andy number Dalton. nine. You guys did not get linebacker Julius Peppers at one hundred and fifty nine point five million dollars. I never would have guessed that. I would not never have guessed no. that. Uh, you guys got Matt Stafford. He's over one hundred and sixty one million. Big Ben was named. Here's one that might surprise you. Number six overall at one hundred and seventy four point one million. Carson Palmer. He's been around forever. He has, and he played. So his his rookie deal with the Bengals was a lot of money. Yep. Here here's another one. Uh, I thought you might get this one. Number five. I'm surprised to see him this high on the list. Hundred and eighty seven point nine million is what he's been paid so far. Philip Rivers. That doesn't surprise me. He, so to see him that high in the too. no, I mean, to see him that high on the list surprised me. It doesn't surprise me that he's made over a hundred million a well, year. So anybody like he's on his third deal. So like I feel like that's that's probably the right number. He's way ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Right, but he's ahead of Brett Favre. Didn't no. he start before Rodgers? He came out earlier though. Yeah, yeah. And he got he was picked he was picked higher. So then, his rookie deal was a lot more than the twenty fourth pick. And let me, so. Can we can we touch on that for half a second? Yeah. Uh, Sidetrack. Uh, Drew Brees, like they they should have kept Drew Brees, right? N- number four overall on the yeah. list, by the way, Drew at one hundred and ninety seven million is Drew Brees. I way to if, segue that one. Yeah. Did, did, so I, not on purpose. I'm just saying. Uh, I've always said, like, man, they could have kept Drew Brees. Man, I say to myself repeatedly, Miami could have signed Drew Brees. They could have drafted him, and then they could have signed him. Yes. They could have had him twice. But no, we wanted Dante Culpepper because, you know, his was just a knee, and he was from UCF. He was a local boy. 
Well, plus your coach. <sighs> what could have been with Drew Brees? <laughs> plus you had that coach that quit on you that year. Yeah, Nick Saban. Uh, number three at 197. What, what has that million? guy gone on to do? Anything? Tom Brady. Nick who? You're right. <laughs> to never be Here's, heard from again. So I'm going to skip the number two overall. Well, it's got to be Peyton, right? He's up there. Number one overall. Is Peyton. 284.7 million. Peyton Manning. Uh, and I think Aaron nailed it. I think it's Eli. Because we haven't heard Eli. Number two is Eli Manning. How fucking terrible is that? Hey, dude's won two Super Bowls. He, no, he was the quarterback for a team that won two Super Bowls. No, 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 no. He didn't lead them to Super Bowls. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. $219 million. He's, he's not... He's he not, has made a living off of the Manning name like no other. He is not Trent Dilfer on a Ravens team that no, he's score not. score a touchdown. No, he's better than Trent Dilfer. I get that. $219 million for Eli Manning over his career so far. That is insane. Well, he's also played for a shit ton of years. I get that. Yeah, and he was a number one overall pick. All the guys you just named are old, and they they got drafted before the the thing like before, before the, the rookie salary cap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is true. So like you know, yeah. I, was Matt Ryan before the the rookie scale? I don't think so. I feel and like I, he was. I don't know if Drew. I don't think Matt Stafford was either. But I could be wrong. It it was right in that time no, frame. Stafford was for sure. He was. Stafford was. He got like fifty million or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean Bradford was, and Stafford got drafted before Bradford. Are you sure? Are we sure? I know Bradford was for a fact, and I think Stafford was the year before Bradford. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I I just know. So Stafford was drafted in 2009, and Bradford was 10, I believe. It's funny because if Eli plays out this contract, he will have earned more money in his career than his brother Peyton. <laughs> so they were drafted the same year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, I just when we were looking up the uh, highest paid quarterbacks, uh, this came up as well, and I was I just happened to scroll through and I was like, "Holy shit!" There's some names on here that just absolutely surprised me. Never realized they made that much money. It's all. I mean, it's longevity, right? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Old and like it, they've been playing for what fifteen at, years now. T- yeah, ten to, anywhere, anywhere, at least ten years, ten to twelve years for everybody on that list. Did if I, not, if not in their teens the or two, more. The 2010 draft is fucking insane. So Sue was second, McCoy was third. So two perennial Pro Bowlers, Eric Berry, who who's been great, Joe Hayden, who had a really decent stint. C.J. Spiller, who keeps getting fired from the uh, <laughs> hired because he and fired, sucks, hired and fired from the Chiefs for fun. Like I think they're just fucking with him. At this Listen, point. as long as they keep giving him a signing bonus every time he signs, I'm sure he's good with it. <laughs> Earl Earl Thomas, Jason Pierre-Paul. Is this all in the first round? All first round. Okay, I just I just want to make sure you're not looking back over the whole entire draft. Like these are the people who were big names in this draft. Nope, this is all first round. Marquise Pouncey from Steelers. Um, wow. Demarius Tom. Uh, I'm, Thomas? I'm so sad to see his brother leave Miami and go to sh- uh, the Chargers. Uh, Demaryius Thomas, Des Bryant. <laughs> that's a pretty loaded class. That's a fucking, and that's just the first round. The second, the second round. 
TJ Ward, who was a uh, safety, wasn't he? He's a safety. Who was a Pro Bowl safety in Denver? Yep. yep. Uh, let's see, Rob Gronkowski. The uh, Gronk, my favorite player in the NFL, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Oh, let's see. And I'm not even a Patriots fan, but dude, I just love the way Gronk plays the game. Oh, so uh, Carlos Dunlap, who's been a decent defensive end. Meh. Sean Lee. Meh. No, Sean Lee's been a star. Sean Lee is a stud when he's not on the sideline, not playing. Okay, but again, like you're talking about. Meh. Golden Tate. Golden Taint? Yep, Golden Taint. <laughs> that's the second round for this. Okay, Jason, we can quit reviewing the draft, okay? That's a fucking loaded It's a good draft. It absolutely loaded. was. Emmanuel Sanders. By the way, Emmanuel Sanders was drafted by Pittsburgh in the third round. Yeah, they Pittsburgh just drafts receivers. That's what they do. Yep. They just it's just good ones after good ones after good ones. Yeah. They they know what they're doing when it comes to their wide receivers. So also in this draft uh, Eric Decker, Jimmy Graham. Just It's a good draft, Jason. Even though Eric Decker's a well, I feel like Eric Decker's meh. way older than that. Aaron Hernandez. So they got Gronkowski and Hernandez in the same draft. Meh. <laughs> uh, That's how I feel about Hernandez. Meh. Let's see. Anybody else late? There's got to be at least one good late one, right? Was that the year Antonio Brown got drafted in the sixth round? Um, I'm getting down there. <laughs> I'm in round six now. Hold on. I don't think so. I think he was 11 or 12. Yeah, there's nobody in the back half of this draft. Okay. Oh, Jason, wait, Jason Pierre. Oh, put me back at the first. Stupid phone. Put I was about to say, you the- just said he was in the first round. You <laughs> lying son of a bitch. He put me back at the first round for some reason. Uh. I was looking for, uh, let's see, there's nobody in the back half of this. Uh, James Starks, Green Bay fame. Meh. Okay, Jason. I'm having fun with this. Hold on. I'm going to throw. Did you notice I moved the Sharpie <laughs> back on this side of the desk? I did notice that, yeah. And I got a pen on this side of the desk? I'm just not going to look. <laughs> He's never going to see it coming. Uh, let's see. No, there's nobody. Nobody at all. Okay. Tim Toon is the guy who got drafted last so so aaron if you're no longer a rams fan is there a team that you can call that you're a fan of or is it just you're Any just now a football fan no like and that's that's really i think bad part with me like why i think i'm getting football fatigue so much is like i don't there's no football talk on like st louis radio or on any of that like there's just general nfl talk which is nonsense half the time yeah so like it's really again i haven't i've like tried like i, I had david johnson on my team um the year he blew up and it was like, okay, maybe I'll try the Cardinals. But, I mean, they left St. Louis, too, so fuck them. <laughs> and then you had, um, like, I just, there hasn't been, like, a team that, like, cause, because of the Rams, like, I dislike a lot of teams throughout the year. So, like, there hasn't really been a team, and it kind of sucks. I don't know. Someday I'm sure I'll enjoy watching a team again, but I just can't get, like, behind the Chiefs or anything. So, I didn't like them for very long. So I've come to accept the fact that I'm a Closet Browns fan. Like I was, I, 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 I liked. I mean, and Jason will tell you, I liked the Browns last year. I thought that they would have a, a an okay year. I wasn't, you know, saying they were going to the playoffs or anything like that. I thought they would have a good year for the Browns. And like this year, I'm even more excited for the Browns. <laughs> last last year was a good year for the Browns. <laughs> last year was a terrible year. I mean, yes, they went undefeated. I mean, wait a sec, no, Look, they, for the, they didn't for the, go undefeated. For the, I'm saying for the Browns, listen. If you're going to go 1 and 15, you might as well go 0 and 16. You know what I mean? Like at least get in the record books. <laughs> <laughs> you can say you're a perfect you were a perfect team. 
Yeah, we had a perfect season, just not the way we wanted. <laughs> but I, I, I'm a Dolphin fan, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm accepting the fact that I am becoming a Closet Browns fan. And, and I don't know how I should feel about this. Oh, I hope they. But uh, I'm I, telling you, with all this money room, they've spent, there's room on this Browns hype train for you to jump on, Aaron. Is what I'm trying to get to. I just the. Uh, it's hard to watch. I mean, like, so I even get Sunday tickets. And, like, I feel like I can't even ever find their games on Sunday Ticket. It's just, like, <laughs> they're always such bad games to watch. Well, you know what it is. Like, I don't want to. You know what it is. So, the Sunday Ticket's only for football. So, when <laughs> when the guys play putting the games on, look, they go, oh, that doesn't look like football. That must not, that shouldn't be on here. Listen, and the team can't beat some college teams that shouldn't be on the Sunday Ticket. That's all they're saying. <laughs> All right, because I would love to see the Browns play Oklahoma last year, or Alab or not Oklahoma, Alabama. The Browns would win; it, I, they would crush them. I don't know that though. That's the I problem. Do. They, I do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You take the worst team in the NFL and put them up against the best team in college. I think it's a game, and especially I don't. I, I think it is. The only reason I think it's a game is because the the pros would not be interested in the game at all. Like, oh, I disagree. So their, their interest level. I completely disagree with that. Their interest level, because, you, you know, they're not getting their real salary for that thing. No, I, that's the thing. You pay them a real salary, just like you get a game check for it. Okay, extra game check? I think they destroy them. I don't know that they, they, they destroy them. They destroy them. I don't know. I do. I don't know. I don't know. So the quarterback who played for Alabama last year is? There was two. Okay. Do either one of them make... The Browns better last year? No. The rookie might. The one from Hawaii? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. After a few more years in college, yeah. But as of last year, no. Like I if think you even take... as of last year, So my, yes. po- my point is they have a roster of how many kids and like five to ten of them make it to the NFL. Three of from, them. From Alabama? No. More than that are making it to the NFL, Jason. Well, okay. Five, uh, or, ten, uh, five or ten in the top. You're... Yeah, but but it's the Browns. It's not like their their roster last year was loaded with top tier talent. Their roster was okay last year. We thought going into last year they were going to be okay. Yeah, what they, didn't they have as a quarterback? Well, goes they, back to and a goes, coach. It goes back to uh, it goes back to what do you need a quarterback and a coach? And why do you pay? And it I goes, think and, and who goes, has the coaching advantage? I would say it would be Alabama, not in the NFL. Yes. I think I, Nick Saban is a much better coach how than did, Hugh Jackson. How did how did he do the year he was the one year he was in the NFL? The one year he won, he won more than one game. He oh, that's, did. That's very true. So Hugh Jackson's won a, uh, several more than one game. Not with the Browns. Okay, but in his not history, with the Browns in his history, Alabama's won zero games in the NFL. Okay, <laughs> that's the Browns and have so only he, won one more game so, than Alabama in the last two years, and so, they played in the NFL. So Hugh Hugh is one game better. I think I think Alabama. Listen, am I saying the Browns would win? Yeah, they'd probably by win. A lot. Would it be by a lot? I be, absolutely don't think so. It would be so. a physical domination. I don't think so. It would absolutely be a physical. I domination. don't believe that at all. Well, then you're insane. I might be insane. You also but think I, Matt Moore is a good quarterback? No, I know Matt Moore is a good quarterback. Hey, so last time you were on, we got a good drop from you. Oh Christ! Oh, he, he was Christing the Matt Moore thing. Oh, okay. The last time you yeah, were on, we got a good drop from you. You got one you want to give us this time so I can splice it in for free? <laughs> you have a good uh, voice for I, that stuff. I got nothing this time. I got nothing this time. Have, have you heard uh, 
what Jason did to the the fat guy food tip? Of course he has. He listens. No, I, I so to be one hundred percent honest, I listened to like three episodes after I was on, and then after that, I've not listened to one podcast ever again in my life. Do you so, at least download? Um, we no, need you I to have. download. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it downloads automatically to my phone. Perfect. That's all we care about. We always say download, don't listen. Done. <laughs> so you, you know how I know you download? I can see that shit. <laughs> I pay for metrics. I'm pretty sure I do. It was set to to download, but I yeah. I, Hold uh, on. I I'm just, go- for some reason, like I... I'm I going to Podbean right now. I don't know. I'm going to Podbean right now, and I'm going to check the state. It doesn't, it doesn't tell you who downloads. It tells me what state that gets downloaded from. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're an international podcast. Uh, we have listeners oh. in Canada. And we are also... So, Jason took the tip from you for the Fat Guy Food Tip. And I want to let you know, not only have we ran with this Fat Guy Food Tip, we have actually had to change the name to an award-winning... Fat guy food tip. Yeah. Because uh, Jason and I <laughs> entered a chili cooking contest for uh, for charity. And yep. we won uh, second runner-up in our first time ever entering this competition. It was like the fans, like the people go around and they, they pick which one they thought was the best by giving you their little gold coin. So everybody who buys uh-huh. entry into the, the sampling con- uh, thing gets one gold coin and they give it to whoever they think was the best. Well, we, Jason and I came up to be second runner up and we lost to like a high school where it had a whole bunch of kids just coming and giving their friends the coins. <laughs> and, and we lost to a bowling alley and both the bowling alley and uh, the high school have professional chefs. And oh, then, and then there's, and then there's Jason and I at second runner up. So, so we are like the people's people's champ of the chili cook off. For this past year, and we we've been calling ourselves the award-winning uh, fat guy food tip from now on. So we've done good things with your job. I mean, that's what I would do. So listen, I don't know Exciting if it's stuff. I don't know if it's you or not. Yes, I do not know if it's you or not. But we are getting downloads from Saint, uh, a download here and there from St. Louis. I, I it's got to be me. I I know it was set to do it, and I do have a St. Louis area code, so. We do get well, uh, and we are, are do we get, still international? That's all I care about. Well, so international. Uh, can do you want? Can we count Alaska? Holy shit! We got no. people listening in Alaska. We had a download in Alaska. <laughs> I don't. I'm impressed with this. I, seriously, I'm impressed. <laughs> um, we had a download in Alaska. We had. Uh, so I'm gonna yell at Whip because he hasn't downloaded in a while. Now, Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking whip. I can see you're not downloading. Are you just listening? Are you even listening? Uh, yeah, so we've had six total downloads in Missouri. Uh, and then breaking it down, it looks like they're all in the St. Louis area. So, yeah. What state do you think is I mean, our top I state? I, I guess my phone just quits downloading it. Our, um, our top state? Know. What is our top state? I'm going to go Florida. Incorrect, sir. Is it? Okay. Yeah, Texas. Uh... Tied for number one. Number two, you'll fucking completely be surprised by. Because I'm surprised by it. New Jersey. Incorrect, sir. Uh, I'm just throwing out states at this point. I don't know. (laughs) California? I don't know. Michigan. No, that doesn't surprise me. Who lives in Michigan? Swag. Deadlines? Deadlines. That's all I can think of. I'm sure there's a couple others. 
Yeah, so Swag's listened to all of them. He's probably the one who downloads them all. Probably. Yeah, so it goes uh, Michigan, Texas, Colorado. Who who lives in Colorado? Fucking stoners listen to our shit. <laughs> Dude, you got to listen to this podcast on weed. California. So now, I was close. They were what, Florida. number four? Yeah, they're, well, tied for, yeah, tied for four. Uh, or fourth, and then and then Florida, and then Maryland. I don't know who we know in Maryland. Ohio's way down there, so the, the dog fuckers listen. <laughs> the dog fuckers. <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm amused by this. All right. So uh, we're going to have to wrap this up because I really do need to go get some food. Um, I, I just want to keep Jason here so he dies so live Aaron, on the radio or Aaron, uh, live on the podcast. Aaron, I appreciate having you on. Um, and thank you no for coming. No problem. It was a good time. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we could have you on again. Is there anything you want to plug? You want to plug yourself? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm just honored. Second time on the podcast. It's uh always enjoyable it's a huge step up i'm just impressed jason didn't bring up standing while wiping <laughs> i you know that's okay <laughs> I've, I've lost 93 more um utah standoffs since the last time so it's been a pretty good run still can't get that win that i'm looking for just keep trying you'll get it eventually don't give up and, Hopefully, hopefully, I don't just breathe really heavy the entire time this time. No microphone is used. So that'd, be, that'd be a bonus, also. Uh, I won't. I won't say nothing. I promise. Oh, so you know what? I switched it to. I switched it to all time because this was the last one. Was last three months. Uh, in Missouri, we've had eighty-eight downloads. We don't have eighty-eight episodes, so unless you're downloading it twice, we got somebody else downloading up there. Take the credit for it. Take the credit for it. <laughs> Did you grab a friend's phone? <laughs> no, he went to Best Buy. Like, like who's downloading in Montana? Like, we have 40 downloads in Montana. Who the fuck's going to... Who Who do we who? know? If you're in Montana and you're listening right now, I know Jason's, like, shocked that you're listening. I, on the other hand, am not, and I want to say thank you. Listen, Montana, thank you. But, like, like I understand we only got 10 in North Dakota. North Dakota. Don't on. you know. Come on, guys, North Dakota. Uh, Minnesota's pretty good. Wisconsin's low. Sarah, where the fuck are you? <laughs> Iowa's okay. Like, we're through the heartland. I'm telling you, through the heartland, we're fucking gold. America loves us. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the East Coast liberals. <laughs> New York, <laughs> New York, Maine, New Jersey. Like, we're, we're fucking strong on the East Coast. <laughs> All right, Aaron, uh, thanks again for, for, enjoy- for coming on tonight. I'm, enjoying- I'm trying to save you because Jason's going to ramble on about this for like another 25 minutes. I really am enjoying this. <laughs> F- fucking, right. a- f- fucking Arkansas, you backward hick motherfuckers. We need more than two downloads from you guys. That was Brooksy. Both times, I bet you. <laughs> Alabama's... Dude, so this is the only time Alabama's better than anyone at anything. In Alabama, you're crushing uh, Arkansas, like right. So besides college football, this is the only time Alabama's better at anything uh, at all. Uh, all right, Jason, let's wrap this up, please. You got to go eat. You got to die, and Aaron wants to go. Na- name a state. Ooh, New Mexico. Only one of you, New Mexico. What are you doing, New Mexico? All right, Aaron. I'm gonna wrap this up because if not, uh, Jason never will. Idaho. Yes, you are the hoe. All right. <laughs> Aaron, thanks again for coming on, man. We we greatly appreciate Kansas, it. Kansas, Kansas, only three. Thanks, guys. Come on, Kansas. Right, ha- have a hey, good night, Aaron. Hey, Aaron, have a good night. 
right. And we've disconnected with Aaron. That was brutal. You you got way, way, way too carried away there on the end, Jason. I'm having so much fun. I'm still doing it. Like, I know I'm, you are. I'm going from state to state. Let's see. Are we still international? I, that's Listen, that's all I care about. Uh, <laughs> How many international downloads have we had? I want to make sure I'm accurate when I say we're an international podcast. Um, We have had 31 in Canada. I'm so excited right now. Canada worldwide? Are we worldwide? We're not just, you know. Uh, so have we hit another continent? Yes. We are no longer just a North American podcast. This is fantastic. We've had we've had hits in Japan. Ding dong dang. How do they? <laughs> how do they even fucking understand us? Uh, Jason, uh, seriously, there are people in Japan who speak English. You yeah, know that, right? I know. It's probably uh, no. Nah, never mind. Anyway, so uh, we we're fourteen in Australia. <laughs> Good eye, mate. I think I know who the Australian listeners are. Who's that? Um, my wife's got a friend that lives down there, so okay. I, I guarantee you she said, "Hey, my husband has a podcast," and somebody went, well, "I'll fucking check that shit out." No, they just went. Karen just asked them to download, and and so we could get some numbers, and they did. Uh, so. The Russian Federation. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so that's because we had him on once. Yep. Uh, I knew that would pay off. That was some of my best booking. <laughs> the Netherlands. We had the Netherlands. So we are definitely a worldwide podcast. We had a couple in Mexico until they built the wall. No, the radio signal goes over the wall. I'm talking about the podcast wall. They built a podcast wall, like right when you got high. And then there's three other. Like, so we also have, we yeah. also have some France and Germany. And then there's other. Like, what's really... other? Like, it's like Cambodia considered another. Like I'm so mad that it's making me search through all these shitty little states or countries to find to see, out what to they see are. what the other is. Like, did, how about China? We got China. No, we know China. Oh. I don't know if they're even allowed to have podcasts there. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm surprised we hit the Russian Federation. Uh, well, we haven't said anything. We haven't really said anything negative, Putin. No, we have. Listen, we can we can both agree that that Putin is a is a piece of shit, and that this last election he had was a sham. Let's see. Okay, we we can openly agree to this. There's no debate there to be had. I want to see how many in the world. Okay, so in the last three months, we had two Canada and one United Kingdom, and that was it. That's but awesome. We actually had a United Kingdom. That was one of the others. I'll take. Listen. I will take that. Who is listening and eating bangers and mash at the same time? Bangers and mash. Are you eating blood pudding and fucking listening to the show? Because I feel like I want some blood pudding and send it to me. I would love some blood pudding. All right. So let's close this thing out. Hey, yeah. George. <laughs> What's up, Jason? Uh, If you want to reach out to me, you can catch me on the Fantasy Life app. I'm at Dr. Mill. I am at Geo. If you want to catch us on our Gmail account, it's bftgpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at bftgpod. You can go to our website at www.bftgpodcast.com. Send us an email. We miss those. And dick pics. I, I dick threw, pics. I, was, I think I threw you off there. And, uh, and go, to, go to iTunes. Please subscribe. Hit the download button. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a little review. Uh, it just takes two or three minutes. We really, really do appreciate it. I'll be damned if I go through another episode not mentioning Toys for Tots. Um, as of right now, our drive is live. It is ongoing. Um, I set the goal right now for $1,500. Our ultimate goal for the entire year will be 3000 But I just wanted to, you know, set the bar low and then exceed tremendously is, is what I really wanted to do. Um, right now, we have $248 in donations, which is phenomenal. Um, some of that money will be coming back out because... 
I have to pay the winner of the March Madness NCAA tournament bracket that we did. Um, that is a $85 payout, I believe. So unless myself or Jason wins it, which currently we are number one and number two, even though our number one overall seed and our pick to win the whole thing is was eliminated by the 16th seed in the for the first time in history. Uh, we are still number one and number two overall, so we have a, a good chance at still pulling this thing off. We just need, you know, Duke to lose and another team to lose. But, uh, yeah, go to you caring, uh, put in 2018 toys for tots. That is, we'll pull it right up to our page. You can make a quick donation. You can share the link on your Facebook page. You can tweet it. Um, anything you can do, we greatly appreciate. We're working on a couple of different things that we're going to be doing throughout the year. We're probably going to be raffling some stuff off. Um, I'm actually coming up with a NBA tournament, uh, Kind of like March Madness, but we'll be with the NBA Finals. Um, we're going to be doing a baseball league. we got a couple of football leagues that we're going to be doing. Um, I'll be doing a couple of charity leagues that I'll be the commissioner of uh, once the NFL draft is over and we know where all the rookies are at and all that. It'll just be a couple of best ball leagues to where you just draft your team, set it, and forget it. And at the end of the, at the, end of the thing, you get paid out. So... Toys for Tots, it means a lot to Jason and I. It means a lot to Neil with Clock Dodgers. It means a lot to uh, Swag and Two Drink at the Fantasy Football Breakdown. Um, we're all doing tremendous work. We're all working very hard to make this year more successful than the last year. Um, it means a lot to us, but more importantly than us, it means a lot more to the kids. So if you can give anything, $5, $10, um, we do greatly appreciate it. We really, really do. Uh, we're spending a lot of time. Uh, we're doing a lot of work to make this thing successful. Um, if you have any questions, you know where to find us. We already said that's Dr. Mill on the, on the app. I'm, uh, at geo. We've got our Gmail. We've got our, uh, Twitter. If you can't find the, the torch talks drive, go to my, go to our Twitter at BFTG pod and click the pin post. It's got a copy of the, the web address there. So it's the quickest way to find it. Other than that, Jason, I ain't got nothing. I just didn't want to leave without talking about the Toys for Tots. Nope. It's a good thing to do, and I will say thank you for taking a break from your daily grind.